Hey, Barb. Hello, handsome. <laughs> Changing it up. I like it. Well, Barbara, we got a chance the other day to catch up with my Uncle Judge. And uh, me and you and Dad sat down with him and Aunt Eunice and had a, had a pretty good time uh, having some conversations. Uh, did you learn some things that you never knew before about my Uncle Judge? I did. I did learn a lot indeed. I didn't know he was such a grocer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> Uh, now, just kind of a little catch-up here, uh, and a world traveler. Yeah, he's he's been yeah. he's been around. Mm-hmm. Don't don't spoil though. You don't okay, want to create sorry. a spoiler for the future here. Um, so a little catch-up here. We've we've gone through down uh, my uncles and aunts. Uh, so uh, again, my family moved to uh, the home place uh, early in the 1940s. So they there's been a brown living kind of in that territory for uh, going on about a little over 80 years now. We got a chance to talk to Uncle Wynn. My oldest uncle, Uncle Junior, passed away a few years back, and I hope to kind of get his family's uh, stories on fairly soon. But we had a good time with Uncle Wynn. And Uncle Judge is my the third oldest. And how do you describe my Uncle Judge? <laughs> uh, uncle Judge is is the comedian uh, kind of, or my impression of him is uh, a prankster. Um, if you have a button. To push, uh, Uncle Judge will find that button yeah. and and uh, push that button. And uh, it, a lot of humor has came out of Uncle Judge's stories over the years. <laughs> and I, I kind of can't wait to kind of share those with everybody. So uh, you, th- you think everybody's ready? You think they're ready for a Uncle Judge? You ready or not? <laughs> All right, let's, let's do it. <laughs> What's the first thing about the house? Like, what did it look like? What was it like living? Uh, Uncle Went tried to explain to me about living with no water or, or electricity or anything like that. But did, what, what was it like? What were your chores like growing up and, and things you had to do done to, to live? Well, it was uh, pretty rough. We usually took a bath on Saturday night and then on Wednesday night. Some yeah. Wednesday nights would skip. Especially yeah. <laughs> if it's cold weather. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can imagine. So uh, we drawed our own water out of the well. You know, he, yes, the well where it was at is coming in the house there. Right. And uh, we had a reservoir on a wood stove. Okay. And the thing was about five gallon, and you poured you poured it full of water, and it would heat up to a certain degree. And then you boil the other water, and, and it evened up where you, you'd stand to get in the tub. Right. We had a number three wash tub we took our baths in, you know. Well, that was uh, one Uncle Wentz. I, you know, I, I'll let you put it in your own words, Uncle Judge, but Uncle Wentz said to describe my granddad, I never met him, but, but y'all's dad, he, he described him as the king of the castle is kind of how how his description of, of what it was like living with uh, SP uh, is it, how would you describe you know, my grandfather and, and growing up under his house and his roof and all that kind of stuff? Well, he always, Dad was, it was kind of hard to get along with. You just had to agree with him and everything, yeah. even though you know it wasn't so. <laughs> but uh, to get along with him, you did to make everything right. Uh, he, uh, he and me never did agree on much of anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Of course, uh, when I was little, I, I, I'd be the water boy, and if 
I carried the water to the field for the boys to drink or him to drink, and it was too hot, and he'd growl about that. Right. Sometimes spit it out. <laughs> and uh, if, it, if it got too bad or it was too slow, he, he might give you a paddling for it. Or right. it at least he'd fuss you out. And that was a real happy man when he was having to work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Other than that, uh, I could usually talk him out of stuff, you know, or, right. and sometimes uh, uh, he'd beat it out of me if he could, and sometimes I I could tell a big fib and get away. Right, and yeah. You got, you got pretty good at telling them every now and then I get a little skilled I, I did some. <laughs> so I maybe got forgiveness for it. Yes, that's right. Yes, so one of, the, one of the stories I always heard growing up off the judge was, and and you may have to like correct me on a little bit of it, but one of them was when you were somehow you were looking, you had a bad look on your face as you were looking at your dad, and he told you not to look at him like this. Or did is that is, am I going down the right road a little bit, or do you know what I'm talking? Oh, about? Oh, you're right, exactly. Uh, he he, uh, if you looked at him like he thought you was trying to make fun of him or, or being silly to him or something, he'd make him so mad he couldn't hardly see. And he'd tell you, don't you make a monkey face at me or or some kind of uh, talking of yes. that nature, you know. But uh, as long as you let him be the boss or let him think he is a boss, he was pretty well <laughs> He's right. okay, yeah. Well, there's one particular time, yes, that uh, he told me he's still boss around there, and I told him he wasn't doing a very good job, <laughs> and he, he didn't agree to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the wrong thing to say. <laughs> right. so, sometimes the whole truth may not, you know, may not be the right moment. Yeah, right thing to do that in that moment. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, tell, tell me about, you know, I, I've said before, one of my favorite women that ever lived was my Granny Brown. I don't know, tell, tell me what she was like when you were, you were little. She was easy going. I, I remember when uh, I was a, uh, uh, a baby, I'd tell her that, uh, I was so ugly, she'd put me in the dresser drawer, and the company comes, she'd push that drawer to, and they'd want to see the baby, and she'd tell them I was asleep. <laughs> and she didn't like me to tell that. <laughs> and I, I aggravated her in that sort of way, and yes, get away with it with her yes. most of the time. I've always been told y'all, you know, y'all had a farm, animals, and chickens, and all this kind of stuff, so what, what did you have to, what were your chores? Growing up, Judge, what did you have to do? Well, when I went to school, I drove the mule water. The mule water? Yeah, we watered the mule out okay. of the tub, you know, that we took a bath in. Really? Okay. And uh, I'd draw the water in the uh, Wentford and Silas and bring the mules up and water them. Yeah. Uh, they'd get one drink a day. That would be the drink. Okay. And they'd drink about a half a tub of police. Right. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, that's several buckets of water. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, uh, that was, and I told him, stole wood, me and Cotton, uh, would tote the wood in. He'd tote the weed or wood, and I'd tote the stole wood or vice versa. Either, you know, whatever, which one ever won out on it. Right. And, uh, the pine knots that he's talking about. Yes, sir. We use kerosene a whole lot to light the fires with. Okay. You could buy kerosene for a dime a gallon. Okay. The gallon would last a week or more. Right. You know, and uh, Daddy would usually get up and build a fire himself before we got up. Okay. Mama would get up and cook breakfast, and we'd get up and eat. Right. Uh, and, uh, 
with argue which one ate the most biscuits. <laughs> Yeah. I could say I ate five, so I'd say I ate eight. <laughs> <laughs> if I ate one, I'd say five. Right. <laughs> He'd still say I ate eight. <laughs> so did you ever, uh, did you ever, like, after you got done growing up and moving out everything, did, did farming ever get in your brain again that you wanted to get back into? Or never, never crossed my mind. Never, you're good with it after that. I yeah. could raise a garden and I did. Right. So, uh, Give me an idea of what it was like to grow up with five brothers or six brothers and one sister. I, mean, I know Dad came along after y'all were probably about moved out, you know, when he came along. But what, what was Uncle Junior and Uncle Went and Uncle Cotton all they like to to grow up with? Well, me and Cotton and John all slept in the same bed for a long time. Really? And uh, Silas and Wentford slept in the one close to the window. Yes, sir. There's a cedar tree right outside the door. Growed up. Nearly about as high as a house. Well, that one of us urinated on that tree and finally <laughs> killed it. <laughs> we all walked out there. <laughs> that was the urinal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> finally. That tree never had a chance. Never had a chance. <laughs> he, he, uh, he loved to play with cotton. Then he'd come in, cotton had a warm place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I old cold hands and I'd just touch him and he'd move over. <laughs> Yeah. One night I come in and he 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 sleep with his mouth open. I told him the next morning I just dropped the nose cap in his throat. Oh no <laughs> my gosh. Oh, no. I bet mean, he was real with that. <laughs> well he wasn't told Mama right. <laughs> she likes <laughs> that. <laughs> tell about the rabbit it was, sad, it was a sad thing. Tell, tell them about the rabbit farm. Yeah, I was about, I was probably about 10, 11 years old. Cotton was, well, he'd been about eight. And, uh, we had a rabbit box. Cotton did his, his own. And he had it down below the barn. So one morning I got up before he did and I slipped the old cat down there and put it in his rabbit box. <laughs> Tripped it and the old cat was locked in, you know. So I told him, come to him, I said, God, I think you got a rabbit or something down there in that rabbit box. I said, it's been down there three or four days. And he messed around finally. He said, well, I'm going to go down there and check it. <laughs> and okay. So he went down there and I told the whole family about it. Cotton down there checked his rabbit box. And everybody went to look, you know, off the door. He had that rabbit box up over his shoulder. Never will forget it. And he was walking up, and the old cat said, No! That's <laughs> what <laughs> I'm going to kill, Judge. <laughs> <laughs> rabbit box went everywhere. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and the cat got out. Yeah, the cat run him. <laughs> now, I did, I did hear a version of the of the tickling of the fanny or put in an outhouse with a chicken feather or something of that nature. So, so tell me, if you don't mind, tell me your version of, of what your trick there was with Uncle Wendt. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, that's a, we had the outhouse and, and the seared robot catalog for toilet paper. And, uh, you know, it was pretty well, pretty well open. Well, the backside of it was where you could yeah. shovel stuff yeah. out. Yeah. Right. So, one one time we was out for lunch, you know, it's farming. 
Yes, sir. He was out for lunch. Well, he had to, had to have a BM. So I said, well, I'll get him. He said, well, we're taking the fog around down there and peck around. <laughs> so I got a big old feather and I went down there and under that toilet and I just flap it across the tail. It's a skip, Well, roasters. And finally, I, I couldn't help him get tickled at <laughs> Come out of that toilet, one gallus trying to buck, <laughs> chasing me across the field. <laughs> I thought he'd kill me if he'd catch me. <laughs> he did. When he caught me, he calmed down. <laughs> uh, that lasted a long time. I never did tell you about stealing dude's bicycle so much. Uh uh-uh. uh. What happened there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had a bicycle and he had a, a lock on the chain where he locked. He'd have it locked so nobody could pedal it off. Well, I found out how you could unlock it and then push it back and make him think it was locked again. <laughs> so I'd ride it every evening, you know. <laughs> Put it right back in the same place. <laughs> no, no did he catch you? Finally. <laughs> what, what was his, uh, what did he tell you? What, what, what did he say to you when he called you? He said, he told me what he had to give for it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when he was reading and you, you popped him with a bit water? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was, uh. He loved to read. Yeah, he uh, read. He always loved to read. That's why he was smart. He read a lot. Right. Anyway, it was rainy, wet weather, cold. And, uh, I wanted, wanted to talk, but nobody wanted to talk, so I had me a little flip. And I, Put a spitball in hit that bag of sand. It get redder and redder. On the top of his head, get redder. <laughs> so he, he was barefooted. Yeah. <laughs> and it was cold. And he started chasing me. We run down across the cotton patch. And he was barefooted. Mm. It was probably in December. Oh, so man. <laughs> Finally caught me and went for Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> Saved you. He said I wanted to get him one bottle. One solid <laughs> hey, Mama said that, that uh, she told Wefford, don't let him hurt him. So Wefford took off running after Silas. Who was Run after a young judge. And uh, he said, Wefford said, he just kept saying, I just want one solid leg. <laughs> <laughs> and Wefford was saying, don't hurt him, sir. Don't hurt him, sir. Don't hurt him, sir. <laughs> and Judge was dying laughing while he was yeah, in this Yeah. Now, I, I have uh, another story that I've heard over the years, and I, I don't know if it's Uncle Judge or Uncle Wynn, so y'all both kind of pipe in, but the, the foot washing story with my granddad and, and his socks, uh, with like there was mashes or something in his socks or anything like that. Have you ever, did, 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 you ever heard that story? Yeah, Uncle, yeah. You ever heard that story? I've heard him talk about the soot that was put in there. <laughs> Yeah, you, know, do you, do you know who did that to him? I, I'm the silence, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know, Daddy. Worry about it. He don't have to lie to him. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy went to Pruner's preaching. And, uh, I, they had the foot parsing, I think. Anyway, when he knelt down, the old socks come out and these old shins of his, uh, Ankles and everything was just rusty when that soot had got on them. Oh, 
No, did somebody put that in the sock? I think it. One of the biggest crops that on the home place is trying to get started and, and the thing that kind of we're basing a lot of our uh, efforts around is our sorghum syrup. Mm-hmm. And sorghum syrup, uh, it is a labor-intensive crop it is uh you, you plant it and it grows into these big stalks and then you got to cut it down cut the heads down there's a lot of leaves you got to peel off and then you got to squeeze the cane and it is uh it is a lot of work and uh sometimes it's in the hot part of it and you know hot part of the the year uh before it kind of gets to harvest time in the fall and uh some of our uncles were all in on sorghum as is my uncle john and then my cousin kyle kind of coming yeah. in later on doing it uh, some uncles weren't so keen on doing that. <laughs> There's another story Cotton used to tell about Doug. Uh, Doug was always sickly. He always was, uh, he, he, he always had health problems. At least according to Mama. Right. And uh, Cotton said they'd come in from the field to eat lunch. And the judge would get to the porch and just flop down on the porch and start, start oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mama, Mama would get him up and put him to bed. And uh, and he said, Cotton said, uh, he know the judge just faking it. Yeah. And the judge would lay in the bed and He'd say, he'd see Cotton as they're going back to the field and wait a minute. <laughs> Make up, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it'd be up close to 100 degrees out there, right. dropping that sodom can is what it was. Mama said, or Cotton said, Mama would say, yes, Peter, we got to do something about that boy. <laughs> He's a struggling. <laughs> He's a sick. <laughs> The whole time he was faking it. <laughs> so did y'all, uh, maybe, I know y'all did. One of the reasons why uh, Kyle started kind of growing sorghum syrup was to follow Uncle John doing it. My understanding was Uncle John did it because y'all did it when he was young. At, at yeah, yeah, we had syrup cane. When did we just up. Yeah. So how, how did like, y'all just grew the cane and some guy would come and... and no, we strip it, cut the heads off, and haul it to the syrup mill. Okay, I got you. So y'all had to go wherever the syrup mill was. Right. I got you. Well, one time the syrup mill was at the house. They wait. They uh, had the syrup mill over there, and the people would bring their cane. Okay. And, uh, what did y'all pay them in syrup, or did y'all uh, have cat? I mean, y'all. I think they got a third of the syrup for cu- uh, cooking, and I believe that's what it was. I'm would. not sure, but. Uh, this light brown, he used to come to church over at Bueller. His grandpa was the syrup maker. Really? And he'd come and stay with us and make syrup because we'd get up early and start in the right. morning. And he'd be there and he'd, he'd get up and eat breakfast with us and go down there and start the syrup meal. Okay. Go to dark at night. That, uh, just a little bit that I felt over the years, Uncle John and old Kyle, that, that's a labor intensive, uh, crop. Uh, you know, stripping and cutting it, and it ain't, it, to me, this is just not an easy, simple way to get <laughs> to get it. Other than just you know, well, they, 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 
it was a sugar. <laughs> yeah. Thing for people, they, they, during the Depression, you didn't have any money. Right. And so you had to, if you don't go have something, you had to grow it. Yeah. A lot of times we'd have, uh, soaks for, uh, breakfast, yes, you sir. know, take a biscuit and cut it in half into it, butter it, and then pour coffee on it, and then sweeten it without syrup. Okay. That's what I've, I've tried to tell people because Granny was the first one to show me soaps, or I guess you have, and then Granny yeah. showed it to me too. But like, I'll ask other people who grew up around the South, have you ever soaps? That's that's not. I didn't know if that was our family thing because not many people I know known has I did that. That was just our name for it. Yeah, they probably did eat something like that, but they had made. go through schooling of the judge a little bit. So did you go, was Fruithurst there when you were uh, coming through and, and then go to Heflin after that? I started first grade at Fruithurst and we went to Savannah, Georgia. This was in World War II. Yes, sir. And I went to school up there. Uh, school started at 6 o'clock in the morning and went to 12. And then another section come on. Two really? sections of school. Okay. Day and I, I went in the mornings and Silas and Rutherford went at night. I didn't know that. Cotton and John were old enough to go to school at that particular time. And uh, then I went, we got back and, uh, and I started at the Fruithurst, third grade, and failed the first year. Uh, grandma died and uh, I was out of school for a good bit. Yes, sir. Of course, I had a six belly too. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, yeah. I went on back to third grade. I went through Fruiters through the ninth grade, and I went to Heflin. Okay. For a year, and after a year, I joined the Navy. Did you? I went in the Navy for four years. Okay. I never did move back in the house with mom and daddy. I did stay there. Uh, I got out of the Navy August. Around the first of August, and got married about the twentieth. When you were on the aircraft carrier, uh, now, trying to think of the context, that was Cold War. I mean, the, the Korean War had just kind of ended. Yeah, know, it was. Like uh, I was on covered by the old uh, Korean War. Uh, in fact, I went finished high school under that GI Bill. At, gotcha. Uh, and uh, I started out. Uh, when I got on that carrier, we went to Hawaii. Yes, sir. Then there we went to Guam. Okay. There we went to Japan. There we went to the Philippines. Yes. And from there we went back to Japan and stayed. And then I went to, over to Hong Kong and China. Had the suit that I got married in made there. Really? made there. Of course, I wasn't planning on getting married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, I'd been in about two years, I guess, right. when I got there. Did you, did you enjoy Navy life already? Oh, Lord, yeah, I did. I yeah. went to a lot of places, saw a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people spent several thousand dollars just to get to see what I what saw. What did you guys say, yeah? The government. <laughs> right. So, in right. fact, yeah, we came back from that cruise, and uh, they had the old ship come around Cape Horn down uh, around South America. South America back up to Jacksonville, Florida, and I was stationed there, and that's when I started dating Ruby. Okay. Uh, 
Oh, we grew up went to Sunday school together, and uh, she was probably six years old, the ugliest thing I ever seen. You know? <laughs> uh, uh, me and her had a great thirty-year marriage. Right. But anyway, I went from there. We went carried deal with ship up to uh, Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia. Okay. Stayed up there about six, six or seven months, and then went to England. Right. And then I went to. Uh, uh, Ireland, and uh, you saw him. You went over the whole world. Well, yeah, England. I went. I probably figured out there's about twenty three different countries that I. Wow. See, I went to Italy and Spain and France, all in that one trip. Right. Where I was discharged from, I was in uh, in Spain, and I called a old army ship and come back. That thing stunk. Come back to New York and got discharged. That troop ship? Yeah. That man, man Ribby was engaged at that time. Okay. I bought her a ring and it was a nice little ring, but she wanted the white gold. They didn't have nothing but a yellow gold and I guess $75. <laughs> didn't have to pay no tax of no kind over there. It's supposed to be a non-profit thing. And that was, had it appraised up here at Cook's Jewelry. He said that's about a three hundred dollar ring. Boy, yeah. I thought Ruby was really happy when she found out. That. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it was one master ring. But eventually, I had to chase the white gold. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, Barb. I think that's a great spot to uh, end this episode, and we'll pick up the story next episode. Yes, Uncle Judge is a very interesting man, but we haven't even met my favorite, Aunt Eunice. Aunt Eunice. So don't forget that SOP 2023, that syrup on the home place, is coming up in October. We'll have more details, and I'll keep announcing as we get closer to that date. We've got more podcast episodes coming up and interviews and and a lot of good things kind of coming up. But uh, until then, don't forget that life is sweet. SOP it up.